Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls, Ghouls Next Door. Door. Yeah. Woo. Yes. It is the end of July. Yeah. It has been a very long month. Sure has. Like, it's been a really quick month and a long month at the same time. It's really hard to explain exactly. Yeah, like, there's just been a lot in a very condensed amount of time. So it's yeah. felt like forever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we are just coming off of the, the high of our live show. It was fun. I hope you were there if you weren't. Just I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm just disappointed. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Um, if you missed us, I hope you watched our live stream. Yeah. You can also watch now at any time. We'll be live again in August, so Woo! tune in for that, right? Um, but we, in the live show, is a part of this series. It was apocalyptic in nature. Yes. It was about zombies. Right? Yeah. But today we're going to close out our apocalypse series so you can find out the last way that we will die. Ba -ba -da -ba. Woo! <laughs> so fun. So much fun. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. It truly so, is. So today we're going to be talking about um, what is honestly one of, if not the scariest, I wouldn't say it's the scariest of the apocalypses, but it is definitely the most sad. It is very depressing. <laughs> yeah, no, it. When we were watching Melancholia, I remember just, like, being like, wow, nothing ever matters. Yeah. Or, like, I asked, <laughs> I was like, hey, if this was our last day on Earth, like, what would you do? And then I was like, you know what? If that's the kind of end it was, it wouldn't matter. It, none of it does matter. it was matter. super sad. I was just like, aw. Yeah. Like, at least the other apocalypses, there's, like, more. Yeah. So it's, there's like, like more. after. Yeah. So it's, like, upsetting. Yeah. But, like, you have that element of, like, oh, I wonder what life will be like, you know, after. Or, like, maybe I'll still be here. What are we doing? You know, all that stuff that I didn't like about my life is gone now. It's just new life. Everything is gone. It's a fresh start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, you get new, new opportunities, right? Yeah. There's post-apocalypse. In the event of a cosmic apocalypse, there is no post it's That's it. Done. We're done. We did it. It was so sad. It makes me so sad. It's very sad. Absolutely. Just like, you're telling me every second of my life thus far and continued forward does not matter because this is how we die. Yeah. When you when you think about the entirety of the universe, like our Milky Way galaxy, when you yeah. think of all that, you think about all the planets, you think about how long it took with the Bing Bang, and you think about all of the development of like, you know bacteria growing and then you know eventually fish getting legs and all of that and even before that just dinosaurs and then several ice ages and several like <laughs> things to get to us right so yeah. like um i think one of the most impactful things about like the cosmic situation was like this idea if the world was or the existence of our universe was a calendar that we are like literally december 31st on the calendar of the universe okay all like the entire year we did not exist yeah. And apparently by May of the following year, it's over. We Great. only get we only get a few months. And I mean, also thinking about the span of time, it's not really a few months, like not literal few months. Yeah. Months in this way of thinking of the universe. It's billions of years. And it's yeah, billions of years, but that accounts to not very many months in the the whole span of things. And it just seems crazy that like all of this existed before us and will continue to exist in a way without us. Yeah. But that we really are just a blink in the system. Yeah, it, it's interesting for sure to just be like, ah. you know, it's, we just try to find meaning in everything. And I feel like that's like the only thing that keeps me sane is like finding meaning behind actions that I take. I'm just yeah. like, well, at least I know 
Like that was, you know, t- you know, Tuesdays with Maury or whatever it's uh-huh. called. The 10 yeah. people you meet in heaven. Like yeah. those books I read as a kid, I was like, all right, I, mean, I don't know if God exists, but like this I can get this behind. sounds nice. Little place. impact matters. Something yeah. means something. Yeah. This means everything means nothing. And that's <laughs> real hard to swallow. Yeah. So we're going to get really depressing in a minute. And then we're, I promise we're going to give you a little bit more to leave with to make it not as depressing. But we're going to talk about the cosmic apocalypse. And um, we only really watch one film. We watch two things. Yes. But we're going to talk about melancholia dope. and then the cosmic apocalypse, which is part of the universe series. Dope, 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 dope. We're all going to die. Except no, it's all gone. The world is gone. Yes. Everyone is gone. I'm picking up what you're putting down only for the next 1.5 billion years because then there's nothing. Yeah. Well, I also won't be here, but still. (laughs) Yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, let's say. So (laughs) let's dive into what what cosmic apocalypses mean on screen or what the idea of the cosmic apocalypse is meant for humanity in, in a nutshell, essentially. Right. So first I want to start with a quote. Yes. By Robert Frost. Dope. Bobby Frost here. <laughs> Bobby, good old Bob, Bob Frost. He says, some say the world will end in fire, some say in ice, which both sound awful. Oh, both yes. The real problem with this stuff is sentence, the, the whole thing that says the world will end. The end part. Yeah, <laughs> the world is like, ending. It's done. Ah. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it happens. It's done, though. You're telling me <laughs> that it's done, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's what we don't Not, want. Regardless of what's happening. Yeah, it's I over. don't care how it happens. Just the fact it's happening. Yeah, this seems like a bad situation all around. Yes. Uh, yeah, so with this one, right, so when we're talking about cosmic apocalypse, we're not talking about alien interference or us, like, traipsing through the universe, touching things we shouldn't. As we do. Crew of Nostromo. I'm looking at you. What Listen to do? what Ripley says. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we're I was talking... like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Alien. Oh, uh, yeah, they were you. touching stuff they shouldn't have been touching. I got you. I figured out. All up in planets it. they shouldn't have been planets yep. of. Picking up it. alien eggs and put them in a pocket. <laughs> put and it in trying my to get face the and then I'm like, it's... oh, no, I'm impregnated. Like, what did you great. think was going to happen, sir? All right, well. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, no one thinks. No I already get on the ship and it's going to impregnate I'm just saying, when you go out there. All bets are off. Anything can happen. That's fair. We're not supposed to be out there. We're supposed to be down here. You should here. be so confident that people are allowed back on the ship is all I have to say. Anyway, <laughs> what we're really talking about is the world that we live on currently just being straight up annihilated. Yeah. Like nothing, not like aliens come and they're like just like zapping us world of world style or robots like enslaving us like the Matrix or we go somewhere else in this planet is like totally neglected like in wally like none of that none of that we don't do that we don't get that chance we're just all sitting here and being normal with our lives and then something out there that is huge not related to our lives intimately just comes on up and it's over (laughs) it's all done that's it Ah. there's no record there's no no one's picking up you know finding coca-cola bottles in our planet of the apes it's all gone matters 
Yeah. What is history? I waste my whole life. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> exactly. So the thing about cosmic apocalypses is that it brings to light that we just don't matter. <laughs> like we are matter, but we don't matter. Yeah. Right? I um, get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if one asteroid or planet gets too close, it can literally destroy life entirely, making everything that's ever existed heretofore meaningless. Yeah. We are essentially confronted by our complete and utter lack of importance in the grand scheme of the entire universe. Right? So yeah. the, <laughs> the films that focus on our inevitable and end and stress human emotion in a direct confrontation with our purpose rather than the gore and fear-mongering associated with apocalypse films, like zombie films, where you're like, it, it's erupting in violence and a confrontation with individuality. You got nuclear films that find us face-to-face -face with our own repercussions, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we have no control over our own situation, right? And we're forced to look at the damage that we've done and have continue to do in this living world, right? Yeah. And that's also what the the ecological apocalypse showed us, right? It's like, we did this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, all of those films are like... It's about us, and it's more intimate. It's just about, like, our, our inner battle and our loss of, like, humanity. We're so arrogant. <laughs> it's oh all about God. us. We're just like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me. <laughs> we say when the world ends. And it's like, no, sweetie, mm -hmm. <laughs> sit down, because you're going to die. Yeah. And that's the thing about Cosmic Apocalypse, right? So these films, we are essentially just forced to calmly... As much as you can. Because at that point, everyone's lethargic. You are melancholic, right? You're just, like, yeah. looking at the world and you're like, well, damn. <laughs> like, I guess that's what we are now, right? Um, and you just kind of look and analyze what is important to us. Yeah. And when everything is destroyed, when nothing will remain once we're gone, then what are we? Well, nothing is important because nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. So no matter how you go out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because with this situation, right, we can't learn from this apocalypse. Yeah. We can't hope for a better future. You we can't redeem anything. We can literally only mourn for our own lost time and significance at this point. So Von Trier, who is uh, Lars Von Trier, who directed and created the film Melancholia, had, like, essentially, we'll talk more about the film, obviously, um, but he describes his character Justine, which is played by um, Kirsten Dunst. Is it Kirsten or Kirsten? Oh, man. <laughs> you're asking me questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I, don't know. I feel like it's Kirsten. But... I think it's Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I'm sorry. Someone tell Someone tell me. I'm, so, I'm the worst. I, I've done this three times. I call Kirsten Bell Kirsten by accident. Anyway. It's okay. So he describes Justine and honestly humanity itself as yearning for a cosmic shipwreck amidst a culture of phony rituals from consumption to family to marriage, all concocted to to console ourselves for being lonely in a universe of which we are not the center, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not all about us, which doesn't mean reality, but that's what yeah. the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a book called uh, the, the End of the World, again, by cool. Barry Vacker, who actually was a professor that I went to school uh, that was teaching me. I think I mentioned him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a great film. He has a great book about the apocalypses of the world. And he went on to say that Von Trier's film, uh, in it, we are confronted by an absolute lack of hope. We aren't saved at the last minute. We don't make a last-ditch attempt to convince the powers that be that we deserve to exist. In fact, there are no powers that be. There's just us in our insignificance. In co a confrontation of us looking at this life and all the energy 
energy we put into it in order to distract ourselves from the undeniable fact that we are not the center of the universe and we will not be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say that uh, there is only our happy ending in the annihilation of the planet to put us out of cosmic misery. It's either a cosmic murder or euthanasia. Dang. <laughs> and what I think is, like, interesting about these films, so if you, there isn't really, like, cosmic horror films because it's, like, with films, you kind of need a happy ending. So what melancholy is all yeah. we really could find, right? But there's, like, there are films that kind of just talk about the the human aspect of that and just, like, dealing with, like, let's go be with the person we love and care about, yeah. right? So um, there's, like, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Uh -huh. There's... Um, Last Night, which is a Canadian film where it's just a bunch of people throughout the city. Some people are having orgies. Some people are just going and finally telling that girl that they love them. Some people are just, like, being with that person that they love. There's, But they're essentially dramas, right? They're just like, what do you do when nothing else matters and this is it? Like, you go and you be yeah. with the person you love, right? And so I think what we can take from this specific topic is not hopelessness, so to speak, right? Uh, although it is very easy to yeah. fall into the black hole of despair after hearing about the cosmic apocalypse. I think what we should take from it is that we should do what matters most and spend time with those we love and live in the now and li live as if this day was our very last on this incredibly doomed planet, right? Like, if, Don't if, gotta tell me twice. Look at my credit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're living in a world where we imagine, like, it could end at any minute and be annihilated, that there's no better inspiration to like do that thing that you want to do right yeah like because it's only going to matter now if there is no tomorrow then right now matters so write your book film your movie talk to that person like give it a try like shoot your shot like i don't know <laughs> like that's the motivation that i have yeah. it's just like use the cosmic apocalypse <laughs> use our our five months <laughs> left in the figurative year of the universe to do what you want to do to impact the world if that's starting a family if that's making a difference if that's like changing the world or just like helping a person or just like doing something you really care about then do it forget everybody else like if yeah. we don't have a heaven or a hell or any of that and like you only are promised right now, then do it. Do right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's very, like, I just, I advocate for that. But also, it's just like society puts so much pressure on us to, to be a thing. Yeah. And the comforting end of this is that, like, if none of it matters, then just be you. Yeah. Man, like, just do off. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because in the if end. Be here. Yeah. Be here. Yeah. If, the, if there's a planet coming for us. And it's like you have like 24 hours or whatever, like the yeah. world ends at midnight or whatever. Like if that happens, then and if you look back and you're like, well, at least I got to do all those things, then you did it right. But if you're like, oh, wow, I just like slaved away at this job that I hate and just like did what everyone expected me to do so yeah. that at the end of the day, I'm just like, dang, I really wish I would have traveled abroad or I would have talked to that person or I would have like just figured myself out, <laughs> I would have went to therapy, like, whatever yeah. it is that you would have done, just think, like, start out your day just thinking, like, okay, if today were to end, <laughs> like, the rest of, like, there's no do-overs, it's over, what would I want to have done to feel like I did something? Yeah. And then do it. So I, yeah, I don't think it's, it's miserable as much. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's ultimately just deciding, like, you're going to still be here. It, not to compare it to suicide, but, like, you know, if you get to a point where you're like, eh, life, I don't know. And then you are you decide you want to stay. It's yeah. kind of the same euphoria that would come from yeah. knowing that, like, every day is your last day. Yeah, because then if deal. it happens, you're, you're like, like, I did it, all right. At least I'm I cool. know who I am, what I want, what I need to do. I've chosen to just be. Yeah. And, the, the, like, that is whatever it needs to be. Yeah. And I'm not going to let society, like, pin me down. Tell me what, <laughs> yeah. like, I should do or what I should be or get married or have kids. Doctors yeah. who wouldn't let me get my tubes tied. I did change my mind, but that wasn't your choice. And also you can reverse <laughs> tie your tubes as well. And, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm just saying. It was like, all right, society, you don't know what I need. I need you yeah. to get out of my face. I need to be myself right now. The world is ending. Yeah. And you in don't need head, to have like those. Life, but it is yeah. ultimately. You don't need the, those big weddings and those big situations like that just society is asking of you. Just do yeah. what makes you happy. If you if just want to be with the wedding, person you ahead, love with, but then do not, it. Yeah. yeah. Do, exactly. do what you love. Yeah. There's not enough love time. What you do. Yeah. There's not enough time for anything else. Yeah. Because well, ultimately none of it matters. So yeah. at least if it matters to you, you know you did something. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kat, why don't you tell us how... Uh, cosmic apocalypses happen what is what like maybe so i don't can... want to maybe it doesn't matter <laughs> oh, no. maybe i just am gonna run off into the sunset with my cat and Aww. never look back just kidding if no. i was gonna die tomorrow i'd probably want you there yeah i would say i'm very proud just of this kidding. podcast and i'd feel like i did it i'd be like okay you know what i did that that was cool yeah i found love I did all yeah, of those. Right? I have my cat. I'm feeling pretty good about life right now. Yeah, knock on wood. Thanks, world. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. us knocking. Just, yeah. You know. Come on. <laughs> it's life. It's life in us. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If I... Positive, negative. Moral of the story, we're all going to die. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and nothing we've done, ultimately, in real scheme of things, probably mattered that much. Yeah. If it matters to us, that's cool. But otherwise, eh. Doesn't really, you know, it's there. Yeah. We're here. It's there. Ultimately, we are meaningless, maybe parasites on this planet that will inevitably lead to our own undoing, or worse, none of nothing we've ever done or ever will do will stop it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> bad news is it's more like that wasn't the, the bad news. That was the big one. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So essentially, before you spiral spiral down into that existential crisis, yes. MEC Mac agrees that the laws of physics say that the annihilation of our planet, our solar system, and eventually the entire universe is inevitable. Oh. Good. So like it's just like before you get into your before you I'm just helping descend. you slide faster. Okay. <laughs> Just get there. Yeah, get just, there. I need you to it's get gonna there. It's going to happen. Because it's going to happen. Sorry. I mean, probably, well, get, almost guaranteed not in our lifetime. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Hopefully. tons of lifetimes to come. Yeah. So, humans will only survive on Earth for another 1.5 billion years. That, seem, that seems like a long time, but also not a long time at all. It's a super long time, and I don't have to worry about it because I won't be here. <laughs> I'll probably die before the average lifespan. Unless you be, get into a robot body. Well, yeah, there's that. And then I would be bummed because I'll be here then. I'll be like, guys. Oh. I don't know. If I was in a robot body now and then I lived for 1.5 billion years, I'd probably be like, that's cool. It's fine. It's been a lot. I've done a lot. I'm that's really fair. done now. You know what? You just have the best perspective on things, Gabe. This is why we're friends. <laughs> I'd be ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna stop saying depressing things because I realize I've been doing that for a minute. So I'm cool. Oh no, it's totally cool. I mean, this This is very depressing. Upsets me. (laughs) Like after we watched Melancholia, it took me like a good day 
to like get to back not into be sad. It. I'm sorry. It's no, so it was sad. really real though. I was just like, I didn't realize how much this would affect me. <laughs> I have to watch so much random television to forget that that yeah. awfulness might happen. Are you saying it's my fault you've been watching Glee? Yeah. Oh no! I, I mean, honestly, real talk, that is your fault, and that's why I blast it late at night while I fall Cut asleep because you have to like listen to it. Yeah, but ultimately, <laughs> it's it's gonna happen. Um, but what's gonna happen is that. The sun will probably explode. Oh, yeah. Uh, the oceans will boil. The temperatures will rise. And we'll die. We'll melt and die and all the stuff's gone. Yeah. That we all thought mattered and that was created for us. Oh, okay. It's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We don't matter. It's fine. So most cosmetologists, the scientists who study the shape, structure, and history of the universe say that the universe has been expanding ever since the Big Bang starting nearly 14 billion years ago. So, like, a bunch of time ago. In (laughs) the late 1990s, researchers were shocked to discover that the cosmic expansion isn't slowing down like we thought it would. Yeah. Guys, we're here. It doesn't have to keep going. Why why is it still going? Are we not enough for you? It's still going. Universe? It's still still there. What do you need? What more do you need? Why aren't we enough? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is why we all feel... Like, like we're like on not the grand, enough. yeah. On the grand scheme of things, we're not enough for the entire universe. Exactly. The sun is gonna die, and we're gonna have to send nukes into all it. of our feelings of like inadequacy <laughs> stem from our, <laughs> our place yeah. in the universe. It was. Yes. It all started when we realized we weren't the center of our universe. Yeah, and, then and then it was everyone the sun. was like, "What?" And we were like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Aka, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? Around the world, I wrote a okay? book about it. I thought <laughs> not around the sun. God said, I don't know. <laughs> Just a line. Let's make it other words. I don't, maybe. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, uh, that's how I feel. Yeah, so enjoy my guttural sounds. The yes. implications obviously are dire. Oh, okay. We, uh, if the universal acceleration continues, the magnitude of galaxies that now pepper the night sky will recede from view. So if you already Aww. feel lonely, I'm sorry. Whenever you look up at the sky and you see all those stars and then now they're gone. Our local group of galaxies, the Milky Way, Andromeda, which I thought was Star Trek. I don't know why. That's <laughs> <No, it's> real. <laughs> Is that on Star Trek? Am I, I right? Is I that a know. not right reference? I'm There's sorry. an Andromeda I'm sure. ship I'm sure. on a show that I watched and I don't know which one it was and I'm probably blasphemous right I know now, someone I'm named sorry. Andromeda, which is cool. In cool. My book. Okay. Continue. Yeah. And a few dozen... Lesser lights, which is rude. Maybe they matter too. Uh, will surround us by darkness, like a lone campfire in the vast black desert. Oh, poetic. Yeah. <laughs> Our death is meaningless but beautiful. Yeah. I've decided. So yeah, the habitable zone is not out, static out, in candle. time or space, and its boundaries migrate outward at a rate proportional to the increase of the luminosity, these are big words, and I'm saying them real well, of a star a undergoing job. stellar evolution, possibly including or excluding planets over the course of a star's main sequence lifetime, said NASA's postdoctoral program, astrobiology fellow, Andrew J. Rushby. Nice. I just you said a so, name. That was beautiful. I'm I should impressed. narrate books. I yeah. don't know. It doesn't matter. I could do that if I want. I yes. don't know. Here we are. Seize and, a day. You know, colleagues in a study published that in a journal about astrobiology. So ultimately, it's just happening. 
we're all alone. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and this information was from sci-fi.com. Fun. Yeah. They I know like what they're talking about. Stuff. But yeah, it's not a science fiction. <laughs> it's fiction, yeah, but, but it's, it's real. real. <laughs> it's based on reality. But yeah, so apparently Stephen Hawking thinks that we can survive even in the darkness. Oh. So uh, he believes that black holes radiate energy in the process of Hawking's radiation, which could make us able to harvest the energy for survival. So like pulling all that energy out of the black holes and making them into Uh, like energy things that we need. So basically harvest energy for survival, but even the black holes will fade to block, to black out the protons and neutrons that make up everything in the universe disintegrate. So it's like there's hope, but not hope. Yeah. Um, after that, we might go into some Asmovian state of existence. Yeah, from like Isaac Asimov. Yeah, I said it. Cool. Uh, which our consciousness will be downloaded to computers, which gives us new meaning and already scary truth that the internet never forgets. Yeah. So we'll yeah. just go on forever. We'll probably leave this. And then we of won't the need vitamin D. Like, whatever. We'll be fine. Yeah, we don't need any. We D. can go. We can like go for billion light years or whatever yeah and then we'll just feel like totally ready that's fine um i feel like people would get super weird if we existed for that long but it's no big deal uh but there are three possible ways to meet our end via cosmic apocalypse according to the universe show Mm -hmm. one the death of the earth via collision so things bump into us yeah like like, like in a big way like the planet melancholia yeah, so comets, meteors, asteroids smash in Earth like they, the dinosaurs. They bye bye, but us. We always forget them. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> pour one out. Yeah, pour one out for the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the death of Earth via stars is number two. So supernovas or gamma rays torch Earth. Black holes devour our solar system, and we go bye bye bye. So either bright death or dark death. Yes. Or three, the death of the universe in a scenario is known as the big crunch, big chill, or big rip, where the expansion of the universe eventually reverses an inverse, or the universe, like, recollapses. So it was like, big bang, big... Made a big bang, made us, big crunch, eat us. Yeah. So it's just like, (laughs) oh, that was a mistake. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Like, rewind. Yeah. We're a VHS tape of the little blip of universe time. That God just takes out it's like, and it's just like, well, that was, we'll try again. <laughs> I don't know New what one. I was thinking. Oops. Yeah, so it's like Futurama where he's just like sitting in his little blippity gloops in the sky. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but he has a VHS tape in this scenario. Okay. And he's watching humanity and he's like, guys, this right, is awful. Let's start back at the top. We are not going to renew this season. Let's start of humanity. Fresh. There's no season three of humanity. Oh no! And then it's like, and he takes it out. He's like, people, and he writes it on there with a sharpie, and he puts it on the shelf next to other species that he was just like, oh, mate, that might work. And you know, he pops into it, and he's like, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna start fresh, <laughs> and maybe the blue blurbs will do better than us. Yes, <laughs> or whatever he comes the schmeckles. up with. The schmeckles, the schmeckles, the Yep, or the <laughs> sound. You know, whatever weird sound you can come up with means a species. Because how arrogant. 
different are we to think he speaks English or they speak English or whatever the heck it is speaks English. It doesn't. It speaks in like sound waves or like air or like. It's just like, I am fat. Oh, yes. Boy. So Eric, we're arrogant. Nothing we do matters. And here we are. That's all we got for you today here at the Cools Next Door. Because ultimately, none of this matters. Goodbye. This has been brought to you by the motivational speeches of Gabe and Kat. You can buy our, our VHS tapes where we tell you how to love yourself and realize that you mean nothing. Yeah. That you were... You were a blip. Go kiss the- that human you wanted to kiss because it doesn't matter. Even if it's like they don't want it, then you, you, you failed and you just, it's fine. Just ask, get a new one. Ask first. Ask <laughs> first. Don't go kissing people. <laughs> we're not giving that advice again. All right, I'm fine. <laughs> We've already done this. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, though. Here we are. Ask somebody out. They say no. Yeah, Whatever. there you go. Life doesn't don't matter anyway. Don't with your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some blurb blurbs signing off. <laughs> Like I said, we watched a film, and then we also watched an episode of what the Cosmic Apocalypse looked like, which was yeah. really was an actually fun situation, only because it was, the scientists on there are very ridiculous. They, they were saying we're all going to die with, like, giant smiles on their face. <laughs> and it was were just super real stressful. Um, do, do you want to start with Cosmic Apocalypse or with Melancholia? Melancholia. All right. Because it's not real, technically, maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about what it is? Don't, I, don't, I don't have to. Well. Melancholia, 2004. I chose to. It's all a choice. We chose to make this podcast. No one's making you know I want it to be clear. I'm doing a bit, and you're not accepting me. <laughs> I want everyone me. to know we are not held hostage to any degree <laughs> that By we do this out of planets. pleasure. All right, so as a planet hurdles towards the collision course with Earth, two sisters cope with the approaching doomsday in different ways. Listen, you're just like those scientists right now. <laughs> you're laughing about the demise of poor Kirsten Stewart. No. Kirsten. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten Dunn. Dunn's. Belle Stewart. Belle. No, they're all Dunst. different people. They are. I do actually really love Dunst. Can't, I'm just going to call her that for now. <laughs> it's her lesson. Yes. Yeah. So it's created by Lars von Trier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sad. <laughs> it was melancholic. It was all the sad. <laughs> the least. And it, I was um, a little sad that we didn't do Lars when we did our foreign horror. But then when this when we, we came up with the apocalypse theme, it was like, oh, yeah. Here we go. And I warned you for Let like a month. Shine. I was like, I'm letting you know it's going to be real sad. I know, I know you kept telling me, and I just don't think I fully grasped how sad it would make me. Mm. I just, yeah, I wasn't ready, despite the multiple warnings. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Lars is a Danish filmmaker, and he has a very artistic style, right? It's yes. very, very art house in quality. It starts with... Um, like a montage of these, like, it looks like they should be portraits, but they're moving mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's like, and they're literally just like, he tells you the entire film 
what like a few images images yeah, that are essentially representing Gifts, if you will <laughs> yeah are uh, that are representing like there's one where dunst is like in her wedding dress um and she's like going through like mud and it's like holding the, her yeah, down. there's like trees or something there's something yeah, it's, like, holding, things her. holding her there's her in the water and it's very reminiscent of ophelia which mm-hmm. is from shakespeare who just like life just did not do her well and she just got a like the bad end of the stick of life and just like end up dying by accident as mm-hmm. you do in Shakespeare. Um, if you're a good woman, to say, to say the least. Um, but yeah, and then there's, you see the sister. So mm-hmm. it's, it's two parts. Son. So the first part is, um, is Dunst, who is a woman who suffers from depression and possibly bipolar disorder, but I think she's having a very big depressive state mm-hmm. to say the least. And she is getting married yes. to, oh my gosh, the, um, the guy from the pale man, Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. His but brother. Normal looking. His brother. His brother. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so mad at myself. This is my like third time. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yes. Yes, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, you do. Oh, thank you. I was I thinking. I was right name. there because I was thinking Stefan, which is his father, and he's in it. This um, little fun fact, though. I'm sorry to derail you, but no. this is a cute little anecdote that my cousin told me about listening to our show. And he said, whenever you forget a name of something, yeah, he's like in his car, <laughs> shouting at it. me. He's just like, "It's this. Oh, it's so this sorry. person." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I'm I, happy you listen to us enough to like have a to be angry." Yeah. yeah, I did see that thing. I saw like a tweet that was like the closest. I I've ever come to like feeling like a ghost is when you know the answer to something that people are struggling on a podcast because <laughs> you can <laughs> scream at them and they can't hear you yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just a ghost in the room <laughs> yep. way. yeah so it's um yeah <laughs> it's pretty much so I feel really bad because I I really do love him I think he's great um but he so he's her husband and he's wonderful he's he, he's a wonderful husband he's very oh, he's clearly a really nice guy knows her whole thing like he's very supportive which is why i thought it was really strange that he just like is done yeah Yeah, at the end um spoilers (laughs) again it was 2004 so you had time yeah and it's very sad um and you'll still get the same so like the whole first act is her at this luxurious gorgeous wedding and there's people here Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be celebrating her and it is um paralleled with this dichotomous situation of her continuously like Smiling with her family and smiling at her her now husband and being in love and talking to her sister and reassuring her that she is happy. And then her, like, lying in the bathtub, her sneaking off to nap with her nephew, her sneaking off to go pee in the golf course mm-hmm. or to hook up with some random guy or to quit her job. Like, all these things are happening while there's this big celebration of, like, the, what is supposed to be the beginning of your life. Yeah. And she, she keep like, people are berating her for not being happy, and she's very much, like... I know I should be happy. Yeah, like I'm aware that I should feel differently right now, but I don't. Yeah. And maybe that means something. Yeah, because she's melancholy. Yeah. Um, and she even has like a part where she like confesses to her sister that she feels like she is like trekking through mud or sludge and it is like she just can't pull herself out of it. Like mm-hmm. she's stuck, which is like what we saw in that image, right? And her sister says, you're not. You're you not. Know? And I was like, oh, I okay. really love how people deal <laughs> just with mental don't, health just issues. Just don't be. You're just, sad. You know Stop. What? You know what? When you're sad, just <laughs> feel better. Yeah, just say hello to the sun like we've told you. And, and get yeah. over it. 
Just yeah. stop. And that's what people say. It's just like, if you want to be happy, you would be happy. It's like, actually. Okay, yeah, because everyone wants to be not sad. True. Yeah, no one wants to be sad. <laughs> no one wants this. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's yeah. a whole thing. But you just like, I remember just being like, ugh, these people. Yeah. But also like, I understand like why they were frustrated with her yeah. because like, a lot of energy and like money, money and pressure so was like put into this day. Yeah. And like the guy is being really nice he's and he's so trying to be good. so understanding of her and like doesn't make her feel guilty about it to like the middle of the movie where and he's he already no, and you know, he doesn't, infidelity. He doesn't even make her feel guilty then. He's like, you know what? I, it's okay. I just, yeah, I can't I, do this. I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, it's not I, you. It's just that I can't deal with you. <laughs> Which is also... But like, he didn't even... Like, he wasn't even mean about it. Yeah. He was just, you know, like, I care about you, but, like, I just can't do this yeah. anymore. If you want to, like, fix it, yeah. let me know. But if not, like, meh, I'm going. Yeah. And it was just, like, he was super nice and, like, trying to just kind of be what her. she needed and support her. And it just, like, wasn't enough. And sometimes yeah. that's just how life is, man. Yeah. Sometimes no matter what you do... Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just, like, this entire existence. Like, yeah. and what I think was really one of the most impactful lines is, like, at the... So, at the end of the first act, um, she has quit her job mm -hmm. because her boss, who is Stellan Skarsgård, is a jerk. Mm -hmm. And he is trying to get her to write copy while she's at her wedding. Because she's, yeah, she's in rude. The, the marketing world. And I was like, you're a bad dad. Yeah. He, like... Well, I, he wasn't... He's just a boss. He wasn't oh, he actually wasn't Alexander's the dad. Yeah. He wasn't the he dad. He just is in real life. But I, like... Because you said that <laughs> yeah, that was totally the real dad. Too, I thought yeah. that was the dad in the movie, but yeah, I was wrong. No. Okay, cool. Um, so, he... <laughs> yeah, so he even hired this guy and, like, guilt trips her. Because he's like, oh, this guy, he's got no experience, but I hired him. And I said he can keep his job if he can get the copy from you by the end of the night. Your wedding by the way. And if he loses his job, which is his only source of income, it's your fault for not giving him copy on your wedding day. Yeah. Of which you already rude. don't want to have. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, so it, he was worse. So she ends up like having this moment where she's finally like, nah. And she's clearly been doing a really great job because she made it that far. Right? Yeah. Um, to be, she was like the creative director. Mm -hmm. and she was promoted on her wedding and then lots of whatever. Yeah. And then her husband leaves and she's like, he just walks away from her and she turns and it's that boy who just got hired, who she also like slept with. Um, during self -sabotage. This event. It yeah. just happens because sometimes. it was just like chaos. And because her husband wanted commitment and to care and to love her and she couldn't allow herself to do that. So she was just destructive. And then used that boy as a tool and he's an idiot he didn't know what was going on anyway yeah. um and he says he's like oh, you lost your job and your husband on the on one night <laughs> you don't got a lot going for you and he's essentially like we can start it let's start a life together like he's totally has no idea of, yeah. like what she was what he's signing up for or, what, or like who she is even yeah but he's like yeah let's do he's that. like smitten because she like had sex with him yeah, on a golf she, course. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I want this rebellious lady. Like, no. And, like, her face is just so much just like, no. Don't you? Like, it just felt like, to me, she was, like, trying to be this, like, um, like harbinger, right? And just telling everyone, like, the whole beginning was her trying to tell everyone that none of this matters. Mm -hmm. Like, we have all these bells and whistles. She's doing this traditional wedding just because that's what's expected. Right. She's marrying the guy because he's nice and sweet because that's what's expected. She has this job and she gets it done because that's what's expected. She says all the right things to the family, even though, you know, and you look at her face and she doesn't like that's doesn't matter to her. <laughs> like, And yeah. so then the whole second act, which takes and focuses more on the sister, mm -hmm. she is very blunt 
She just stopped. As soon as Melancholia showed up, which is the name of the planet that is like has been hiding behind the sun and it revealed itself and it has now passed by two planets is on its way to us. So the idea is that it would just pass us the way it passed the other two. The internet says that it is going to do what they call the dance of death, which means it'll pass us, but it'll get caught in like the gravitational pull and loop back around and smack right into us and destroy us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the, <laughs> the premise of what melancholy is. We don't get it until the second act. Yes. But uh as soon as Melancholia shows its face, essentially, and it is inevitable mm-hmm. that the world is going to end, it feels like Dunn's character is like, well, yeah, the That's world is going to end, and none of this matters, and I don't have to been put up that this. anymore. I don't have to pretend anymore like any of this matters. So, like, when her sister's having, like, a panic attack when they realize what's happening, and she's like, well... No, I don't want because she's like, can we go out onto the the porch and drink wine and just like let the world die essentially? And she's like, why don't we go do it on the toilet? She's like, that's what that means to me. She's like, none of this. What you're saying is stupid. I don't care about being nice to you. The world is gonna end. None of this matters. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's like the whole thing. So it's like you see the opposite between her and her sister. So her sister's the one who lived the traditional life, who did everything that was expected of her, was like kind of happy, you know, has a son who she loves and a husband who's not the worst. Yeah. No, he's pretty cool. He's pretty decent. Like, he's not a bad guy. He's very normal. Yeah, he's very normal. But he, like, you know, she found her nice guy and married him. Yeah. And, like, you know, did all of that stuff. Yeah. And, like, what people think matters to her. Mm hmm. We're like, for Dunst, she clearly, like, the entire time is just, like, I'm doing what I think people want me to do, but none of this makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, maybe I should just be doing something different. Yeah. And then she finally, she seems happy at the end. Like, yeah. it's sad, but, like, it's sad. Yeah. But she, like, finally feels, like, cool. Like, she feels like she's, fi- it makes validated. sense. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, validation for yeah. her. And I, I, so the husband of the sister is essentially her foil. Like, he's a person who's like, everything has to be by the book. There's mm-hmm. a very traditional way that we do things. He believes in science, whereas Dunst's character is like, I know things. I just have intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who's, like, defying that this planet's going to happen. And yeah. he, he's insulted if you look on the internet and doubt him. But then he also cannot handle the end of the world to this, to this intense degree that when it finally is apparent that that's going to happen, that it's just over in the next few hours, he takes drugs and just dies. In the stables. Like, he just ends his own life. And it's something that's so crazy to see, like, someone who was so assured in his beliefs and was going through, like, the the general things about life to um, just, like, die, right? Because, like, you would think that, like... Dunn's character, who is who is depressed, would be the one who kills herself because that's what you like. That's what people say you do, right? And mm-hmm. that's something that you're struggling with. Where she doesn't have to kill herself because the universe is doing that for her, right? He kills himself to still have power to still make decisions. Whereas Dunn's character is like decisions don't matter. Yeah, and it's it's like I definitely sense like a general edge of insecurity from him, like yeah. where he did get like supplies for when like stuff was gonna go bad yeah so, like he kind of was like mm, maybe but not but enough also <laughs> yeah i don't want to scare everybody i want them to feel safe with me yeah normal man yeah i'm the man of the house yeah. this is my money this is my family i'm in control that planet doesn't control my life 
Yeah. The outside forces don't control when what it I does, control. Sorry. Yes, it does. And then it ends. It, it He's dead. Everyone's dead. Yeah. Everyone who was at that wedding who cared so much about what was happening, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the town, dead. Everyone's gone. Yeah. And it's just like everyone, it's presumed that people just kind of accepted that and spent those days with their family or the yeah. people that they care about. Yeah, because it's like people aren't going to work. I'm not going to work if I know the world's going to end. Out of <laughs> yeah. Here. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, so I want to spend a few minutes on the cosmic apocalypse. But did you want to say any any other things about my life? No, I'm cool. Cool. I would say go watch it. Uh, yeah, even though cool. it being, you know, from 2004, it's still beautiful. It's cinematically beautiful. I appreciate beautiful. it way more, like, now Yeah. than I did while I was watching it. Yeah. It's definitely one of those films that stuck with me. And it, it, it taking something that's such a heavy topic, it in which is, you know... Um, essentially just depression and being melancholic and just not that. Um, having that paired with <laughs> the inevitable end of the universe and nothing mattering, right? Yeah. Um, Lars actually thinks of it as kind of an empowering thing, right? Yeah. In the same way that I was saying, right? Like, yeah, no, the I world's going to end, then whatever. I think, yeah, I think in a lot of ways it Let's is. Let's be free. It just gives people the strength to kind of, like, stand up and be whoever they want. Which is cool. As, yeah. as long as that person's not like terrible and a murderer, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so we also watched Cosmic Apocalypse, which is a part of the universe with TV show, which tells you about like the birth of the universe and all the different ways it could end and all the things that are happening scientifically. Mm -hmm. um, this episode um, is season two, episode 18, just so everyone knows. Cool. Um, so uh, the description is harsh realities are revealed about the future of our universe. It may collapse and burn or it may be it might be gripped by a galactic ice age yes because as it's done several times it's and done this that. aired in 2008 we will be ice people ice ice, ice baby weird okay uh, so uh i love us that was, <laughs> that was wonderful sorry continue um it features a bunch of scientists who talk about the way that the world works. It explains the Big Bang. It explains the Big Crunch. It explains, like, the whole calendar thing. It explains that we've had many ice ages before, and that's yeah. why dinosaurs are not here because of meteors and Maybe why we don't have other, other things. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an episode of X-Files. So I've been binging X-Files from the beginning. I'm finally at season, season seven. Um, I have lots of words, but... One day. Um, but there's this episode where Scully, the beginning, she just narrates that whole situation where she's just like, in the beginning, we had this. And then there was yeah. the first Ice Age. And this happened. And then there was the second one. And this happened. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Thanks, Scully. You're so smart. She sounds so like, I wish I sounded like Scully. Just like, and this is the way that the world is. And I'm sorry, Mulder. That life is serious. Um, so yes. it features all these scientists who are, there's a, there's a few in there who are serious and they like are, but I, I feel like they definitely got this um, direction from the directors to um, take this very uh, depressing topic and essentially like liven it up. So they're, they're literally yes. just saying like, and then the world would be devoured by light. <laughs> and just like the biggest, dopiest smile that ever existed just plastered on their face. Yeah, I feel like they had to just be nervous. I don't, it was. Nervous they or looked were they? They so scary the entire time because they were like so happy about our dying times. Like they're just like. <laughs> Oh, this is so great. Well, you know, in the planet, it's going to, you know, the oceans will boil and all everyone you know and love is just gone. And it's just like, Yay. you know, that's what's going to happen. I was like, guys, 
what's wrong? <laughs> what yeah. is wrong with your face? They're probably just nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's, it's, like, it's, it's a, a smiley also, thing. And they're not people who are used to being on camera. Like that's not what well, they're yeah, scientists. Is. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they're usually used to like, be like I'm in just the lab, looking you know, in doing books. their thing. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? So um, it is a really good way of understanding what it means, like all the science of it. But it, it and it, it does a good job, I would say, more or less, of. Um, Kind of like making it like the end of the world for dummies, mm-hmm. kind of. But yeah. even still, I was for like, normies. I was pretty lost a lot of the time because I was That's just like, wait, fair. what is the what now? <laughs> wait, I how mean, many ultimately, years? Ultimately, all you got to know is that far, far away from now when we won't be here anyway, because or we just won't. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, our generations from now will die from Earth explosion. Or yeah. from something else, and then the or, Earth just yeah, explodes maybe we just, later yeah, we might not even we're gone. be here. Yeah. We might be gone. We might, you know, do... So there's, like, there's um when worlds collide, which we did not talk about because I was like, that's cheating. <laughs> so <laughs> when worlds collide is a, a, an old film yeah. where there is going to be, like, a meteor that's going to hit Earth. Uh-huh. And so in order to save us, they essentially send Adam and Eve um, on a ship to go to a planet. To make that that they heard the was habitable, yeah, and it's just it's old timey, and we survive. I think <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched, but yeah. it's just the idea that we would have an out. But I think what's interesting about something like melancholia or seeking a friend for the end of the world or the uh-huh. night out, like especially with melancholia, is that there's no real time. Like even when they're kind of like, is it going to happen? Yeah. We all kind of know, and then I think it's okay. Like I, I think having this like feeling like, all right, well. Like, because what else is there? Like, you can't be sad. You can't be upset, really, because that's just it. You just got to be lethargic. Like, all right, well, that's it. What do you what do you do now? Yeah, and I feel like there's a large chunk of the population who just try to keep things up as normal. Yeah. And will just go out thinking, like, they're at work at their desk, you know? Yeah. Because they, they yeah. just couldn't. Some people, it's just like that's something that's easy to cope. There. You know, you pretend it's not real. Or you have people who are like, it's happening. And, like, maybe they're pleasantly surprised that it's not that day. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, all those things. you go and you have your orgy. Doomsday preppers, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you end up doing, do it. Um, But eventually the world is going to end, whether or not we're here. And that's just, and, like, the world's going to change and the, the, it's all going to happen. Yeah. like it it is the big crunch chomp crunch yes big crunch yeah nom 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 so that's it uh or if you don't like it it is nothing really matters yeah and nothing really matters to me um (laughs) yeah it's out out brief candle (laughs) like uh Good old William, good old Willie Shakespeare said. Yeah. So for the topic of cosmic apocalypse and the inevitable heat death of the universe. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't like it. I don't, I know it's happened. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Nothing matters. Yeah. 
But, like, I get, like, the positive side of that. Because I feel like I already live that way. Because it's like, I'm not super religious. You know, I'm just... You're just living. Just living. Yeah. Being the best me I can be in the short period of time that we exist. Yeah. But it's just, like, sad. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, like, a... It's definitely one of... It is the saddest of all these situations. Because all the other ones, we have hope. We have something yeah. that we can do. Like, we can turn it around. We can change. Like, we have to change. Like, it just forces us to confront all the things that we did and then fix it. Mm-hmm. With the cosmic apocalypse, we don't get to fix it. It's, we, just, it's just done. Like, it happened, and now that's it. Like, this is all we did. And yeah. it, that doesn't even matter. And, like, I feel like the scariest thing about that for me is, like, when you think of, like, who to go get in the apocalypse. Yeah. It's like, sometimes they don't want to come get you. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. I don't want to know. Oh, yeah, I guess that's I don't true. I want to be there. Because it's like you're, no, but it's like you just, it doesn't, it's your sister says it doesn't matter. We can be on the toilet. Mm, yeah. And you're like, this is what I need to feel okay, but that's not what someone else might need. Yeah. And that's just like, it's really sad. That was super heartbreaking. It was very, very it's sad. It's like, I get it, but also. <laughs> she was oh, so mean. Dunce was so my mean. Heart. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, I don't care. And then, like, and, and, and it sucked because she was, that whole time, she was just like, is that what you need? And she was like, yeah, I'm being honest and raw with you for once. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually they, so at the end, um, they build this little fort. And, with, yeah. and then it's it's the two sisters and then the son. Yeah, they do it. But, the, yeah. The universe ends. And they're together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in, um, I think it's great because the sisters' eyes are closed and Dunst are open. Yeah, and it definitely is, like, very telling to, like, who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Cause some, yeah, because yeah, if the world is going to end, I guess, pe- listener, are you the type of person who would have your eyes open, or would you close them and just let it take you? Or would you want to watch it happen? Because, I mean, you're only going to be able to watch it for so long, and then it's done. So it's just, like, is it fear? Is it euphoria? Is it, like, this disembodied feeling? I don't know, because the world has never ended for me before, (laughs) to that extent, right? I think it's just, like, this, like, when you kind of just accept it. Yeah. If if you're the kind of person who just accepts it. And I think having this episode and going through it, I feel like I'd be a little more inclined to be able to accept it, because I've already, like, thought about it. But if I was just a rando. (laughs) I feel like I would just get in bed. Yeah. With my cat. And just lay there. And hope that whoever... Loves me, wants to be there too. And if they don't, then I'm not going to be sad for my last 10 minutes on earth. Yeah, I don't even know if I it's would gonna cry. going to go to sleep. I would cry at first when I heard. And then I wouldn't cry anymore. Yeah. I'd well, be too it's just like energized. that's wasted time. Yeah. I'd be too like, oh, got to do. Yeah. It's I think what would be more, bad is if so. we didn't know, like if you didn't have enough time to do something. Like if, like my family lives really far. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like if I wanted to be with them or if I wanted to be with people I love, I would want to at least enough time to do that. Yeah. So if I don't get that, then I would be really sad. If it yeah. was just me alone in my house. And I was like, Kat, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, and it's like the toughest thing, too, because it's like there's usually more than one group of people you'd want to spend that with. Mm-hmm. And they, they have their wanna, own people, yeah. too. So it's like there's where no situation where you get everybody. And yeah. you just kind of have there's to. There's like a hierarchy of who you want to be with. Yeah, and, and then you have to. Eat, then you feel like kind of guilty about that. Like when I think about my apocalypse list, I get a little sad. Yeah, because it's like I'm yeah. not gonna say it, but like you know, it's like oh yeah, yeah. I, de- I I'm here in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you want to come? 
Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know if I'm going places. We just got to figure it out, I think. And I, yeah, yeah I think uh, Live Like You're Dying, Say uh, La Vie. Is that what it is? No. No. What is that? That's it is what it is, I think. It, you know, that's also applicable. But, but um, uh, the Seize the Day. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Carpe diem. Yes. <laughs> yes, listener who was yelling Yolo. at me. I heard you. YOLO Carpe diem. You only we heard once, you. Drake said. <laughs> we heard you, and loud and clear, you the were not a ghost. Prophet, you were Drake. here with us. Uh, Stated. <laughs> you only live once. And he was right. Tattoo you only that live once. Onto your body. The, exist, the existence of the universe only happens once. That's going to be my catchphrase. You also only die once. Fun fact. You don't know that. I have decided. If there's if there's reincarnation. Well, then you would then also you would, live more than once twice too. That's true. All right. Well, all bets are off, I guess. Because nothing matters. Yeah, so uh, with that fun note. Don't get married. They'll eat your kids. Or they'll just be evaporated into dust. Yes. Well, tune in for next week. We're going to have a really fun uh, series that's happening uh, for August. Yes. It's fun for us. <laughs> yeah. It's fun for you guys. It's going to be a lot about representation. We're going to have guests all month. They're so, all our friends. <laughs> yeah. So tune in to hear about uh, from other people there and just us. And to, to dive into some very specific topics that we just feel like we need some support to do. Yeah. And that are important. Yeah. So hopefully you think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, bye. bye.